This is Iron Mike Stedman. And as always, I want to thank you for tuning into my show, the legendary Dog Whistle Brandon. Today on DWB, I catch up with my main man and business coach, Mr. Bill Watkins, to talk about how to prepare and navigate challenging times ahead through some DEF CON brand strategy. What the heck is DEF CON brand strategy? Find out on today's show. All right, Gunny, enough of me talking. Take it away. Yo, saddle up, lock and load. You're listening to Dog Whistle Branding, brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media and the Lions Pride where we provide no-fluff and high-impact brand strategy and business coaching for veteran-owned businesses to keep you in the fight and not face down in a rice paddy. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the godfather of Dog Whistle Branding, founder of Ironbound Media, and business coach at the Lion's Pride. Before we jump into the show, make sure you subscribe to our newsletter at the link in the show notes, or visit our website, dogwhistlebranding.com, to stay up to date on all things DWB. All right, get out your pen and paper and get ready to build a Dog Whistle brand. Mr. Watkins, welcome back to Dog with a Brain. It's been a while, Mike. It has been a while. I thought I thought maybe I I uh, had uh, lost my welcome, but uh, apparently I I earned it back. No, you've been in the trenches fighting a good fight. It is true. A uh, couple of companies really uh, working hard to to uh, accelerate them, save them, re-engineer them. Yeah, the trenches are a firefight. And if anybody thinks business is easy, they're reading the wrong damn books. Yeah. Uh, before we went live, I asked Bill, I said, we can go two directions. We can go DEF CON, Brandon. Or we could talk about the confident mind. And we decided to go DEF CON for a number of reasons. A lot of what people are feeling right now is a lot of uncertainty, a lot of cash crunches, you know, and people got to start prioritizing. And it's great to create content and, you know, get your newsletter going, get your podcast, do your workshops, all that other stuff. But how do you think about branding um, when things aren't going according to plan, right? When you might not, you might only have a few months of runway. And so, Bill, you've coached entrepreneurs on this and you say, you know, this is why people need coaching because entrepreneurship is damn hard. But how do you think about branding during these times? Well, I... I I would expand branding into the far two left columns of your OPBP. Uh, the OPBP is the acronym for the one page business plan. It's the definitive strategic and tactical execution document that everyone listening to this podcast must have, and they must be using it. And uh, Mike, uh, when, when you're moving into different escalated DEFCON levels, things are not going well. Something's not going well. And it's in those times that, that um, teams, leaders need to fall back on the basics that they created, the so-called platform that they created when things were going well. So, for example, uh, I was with a, a company leader who's facing maybe, I don't know, shutting down, bankruptcy could happen sometime this summer. And uh, it was a very intense conversation. It was the day after a bunch of employees were laid off. And he, I, he very smartly leaned into core values and leaned into bold beliefs, which come from those two columns. And I could see 
the I wouldn't call it excitement because there were definitely people who were very nervous about this. For some of them, they were young employees. This is the first time, you know, they've either been employed or it's the first time one of their companies that they work for is having a hard time. Uh, and there's good reasons for the hard time. Uh, none of them make it easier, but there's understandable reasons. But I could see the employees when they were reconnecting with core values, reconnecting with bold beliefs and hearing the CEO's plan then I could see that they garnered some confidence that they didn't have. I always tell people dog whistle brand is a two-sided uh, market, right? So obviously we're trying to attract perfect customers. We're also trying to attract and retain A players. And so, you know, you can forget about those core values when things are going good, you're kicking ass and taking names, but when stuff gets bad, then you got to go back to that foundation and start to reevaluate, like, how do we behave? You know, why did we get into this in the first place? Because um, I mean, it's hard, man. This stuff is so, it's so hard. And that's why people say you've got to be passionate about what you're doing. You got to really believe it because that's, what's going to get you through the tough times. So Mike, you know, you've been in combat, you were in Afghanistan and you had your Marines, you had your Marines in, in battle focused situations. I'm sure maybe you were deployed way out in one of those remote outposts. And then, and then you had your Marines who were I don't know where they went for, you know, uh, leave or something like that. Uh, maybe you took them to some city or a beach or something like that. I, I, I don't know the geography where you're at. But anyway, you let your Marines let, uh, let down their hair, so to speak, and they relaxed and they got a little sloppy. But when you brought them back, your, your NCOs and you, you kicked them back into gear. And, and it was because you were in a lethal potential situation and you need to be them to be on their game but when they were back you know in 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 uh, the rear they could be loose and they could be you know a little sloppy and they could be relaxed and it was okay well that's the exact same situation when revenue is screaming along and profits are pouring in we just humans we tend to be a little sloppier it's very hard to stay disciplined unless you really have a crack organization. Uh, and so, yeah, but when the shit hits the fan, you need to move back into the mode of operation, just like you did with your Marines when they helicoptered back out into danger zone. What are your thoughts about this, right? <clears throat> There's this term called pro-consumers or something these days, right? Where people are so in love with a product or service they literally pay you to do it because you have such a tribe of raving fans, right? And I know in business, so many of us love to, we're kicking ass and taking names, things are going well, but like, what about business owners actually being active? And I'm not saying they got to be open up about their books and everything, but just, you know, keep the communication channels going, you know, writing those letters, you know, that whether it's a personal newsletter or something, giving your tribe an update about what's going on, how you're thinking about it. Right. Is that a strategy business owners can think about implementing now? I, I, I think, well, it depends on the business owner. Some business owners are, are uh, introverted. They're 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 not good writers, perhaps. And there are definitely business owners who don't like to share uh, about themselves or about their company. They may not even share amongst their team, you know, financials and situations and stuff. You get it on a need to know basis. 
Uh, I don't necessarily ascribe to that, um, but I want to recognize that there are those of you out listening who, when Mike says you should be communicating with your tribe and your employees and all that, you kind of cringe at that. I would encourage you, though, to, to think of the following. Most of us listening to this podcast are small business owners. We're not corporate America. Uh, uh, corporate America does not connect. Uh, I, I'm an AT&T customer. I will never hear from uh, AT&T, number one. And if I need to reach AT&T, I'll talk to a cubicled customer service agent. When you're a small business owner, and, and people don't like that, actually. There, there's, there's a lot of dislike about how we engage with you know, our, those big vendors in our world, banks and, and media companies and all that. But here's what I'm going to say. We have the privilege of running small businesses. We, we, can, we may have 1,000 customers. We might have 100. We might have 10. We can call Mike Stedman and go, hey, Mike, this is Bill Watkins. You know, I'm the owner of, of uh, this podcasting company, and I saw that you listened to one of our – matter of fact, I saw that you listened to all our podcasts, and I just wanted to call you and thank you. I notice you. And by the way – uh, you know, we chit chat for a little bit. Where do you live and what's your dog's name and all that? Do you have any suggestions for us? Do you know how many phone calls I get from people like that? Zero. Do you know how many phone calls I, I would like to get uh, and, and feel good about supporting that company going into the future? Hundreds of them, but I don't. That's what I'm saying. That could be a tactical advantage. And since you're on the military theme, Bill, when we first start these businesses, we're scrappy, right? We're figuring it out. We're doing shit that don't scale. You know, we are making it work. But like you said, you start silking, you start sleeping on silk sheets. It's hard to get up and do that road work in the morning. And what I'm saying is, you know, when you are facing a DEFCON situation, right? Cash flow is low. Team is low. Morale is low, right? At a certain point, you got to look for new opportunities. Everything has the potential to be a weapon. Mobilizing, pro, mobilizing your tribe. You know, introducing new product lines, all this other stuff. This is actually where the confident mind does come in because thanks to you, and I'm going to give you your flowers on this, you have encouraged me to start listening to a lot more sports psychology. Uh, Dr. Bob Rotella, How Champions Think, Dr. Nate Zinzer, um, The Confident Mind. And one of the things I've learned about, like, we've got to separate from being in it, that like, which is DEFCON. DEFCON is in it. It's those of us that were making tough decisions during COVID. Didn't have time to coulda, woulda, shoulda. We just had to move in a direction and go. And so that's what I'm trying to encourage our listeners to think about, right? Like, I mobilized my tribe. I started sending newsletters for Ironbound Boxing, letting people know what I was thinking, da-da-da. Stuff started moving. That won't work in all industries, but all I'm saying is looking at the battlefield, looking at what weapons you have internally to your business, what can you take advantage of? What can you capitalize on? Because... And I'm not saying that it's always tenable. This is a hard thing for us to do as business owners. You can't, you can do everything right and still lose. It's just a reality. It's the cost of doing business. But if you're going to go down with a fight, right, what options do you have on the table? And how can you list out all those different options? Yeah, business is no different than any athletic event. Not everybody wins. If, 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 if you hang out with anybody that says, you know, they've won at everything they did in business, they're either a fool, a liar, or they never tried anything hard. 
you, you know, um, uh, you know, I bought my my son wanted to learn basketball when he was like six years old. I bought him like a a half size basketball net, right? Do do you think there's any pride in me slam dunking? No. Like a, a a goal that's like four feet off the ground? No, but some people take great pride in doing really easy stuff in business. So you want to hang around with people that said, "Oh yeah, I, I'm successful." Let me tell you about the three thousand failures that I had. No, no scientist uh, does experiments and gets a hundred percent results that that validate their hypothesis. They fail all the time. Athletes fail all the time. That's what Nate Zinser says. Nate says you need to choose success despite what is going on around you. And and Rotella gives the same examples. Here's here's one thing that I wanted to mention, um, Mike. Well, let's talk about that, and then let, let me lead us into a different uh, direction. I think this is really important um, to recognize that that the people that are listening to this podcast probably have uh, a, what we call a high, or not what I call, but it is called high imposter phenomena. This is something from Beverly Clance. She's researched it since, I think, the 70s. There's an assessment, free assessment you can take, and some of the most badass people in my coaching circles, your coaching circles, have high IP. This means they're criticizing themselves all the time. They always feel like they're inadequate. Well, how do you fix that? Well, Nate and Bob address that. Uh, Rotella works a lot with um, uh, pro golfers, uh, including, but he also does singers and pro athletes, LeBron James and Steph Curry and those folks. Uh, and Zinzer works with a lot of military people, a lot of really high end, you know, Rangers, Deltas, Special Forces, all those people. They all have high IP. I'm not good enough. I'm not fast enough. I'm not smart enough. How do you fix that? Well, everybody says, well, I need to go get some success. And then that'll get fixed because then I'll prove to myself I'm as good as I think I'm not. No. What you learned is you claim your success first. And then you go get it, meaning you claim that I am a great business owner. My IP says I'm not. I'm a loser. I'm going to go bankrupt any second now. You choose that you are going to win, and then you freaking go out, and you hire a coach, and you become a badass business owner. And then that validates your belief. Lady Gaga said, uh, in Ro the Rolling Stone interview before she became truly famous, she said, I walked around and believed I was a huge star before I was. And then that made me the star that I am today. So I, so go I think that validates what you were talking about, and I want to emphasize that. I don't know if this story is true, but I heard a story of, what's the founder of Under Armour? What's the guy's name? Kevin Plank. Kevin Plank, right? Ke Kevin and I actually started our companies. I made similar compression wear. Yeah. And I used similar. We launched our companies on the exact same time in much the same way. <laughs> and it goes to show you how smart he is. He became a gabillionaire. I became a nothing there. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it was around that same time. And uh, who who was Spanks? Um Sarah Blakely. Sarah Blakely and I launched our businesses the exact same. We were all roaming around the southeast of the USA acquiring textiles, uh, compression textiles from the same people. And so we'd actually cross each other in like the waiting room. Yeah. 
But you just think about markets, right? Kevin went after athletics, right? It's a big market. Sarah went after female undergarments, a big market, you know? You were I went after on- I went after the little teeny market, I guess, that nobody else wanted. Yeah. But the reason I bring up Kevin Plank, and again, I need to validate this, right? But I heard a story once that at a certain point in time, they were really low on cash, like really low. And Kevin had to go to his team and say, look, we can run this ad in this major publication with the money we have at the expense of not paying you all this month. Or I can pay you and we can't run the ad and the company could potentially go under. And they ran the ad and it allegedly was like this booming one. And so you start to see these organizations where they're like employee number one, employee number two, you know, Um, and that's how he was able to keep pushing. You know, so a lot of these companies, right, we come up to this point, but it goes back to what you said. You have to believe, but you also have to accept the cost. Right. And it goes back to another sports psychologist, Bob, uh, sorry, Bill Beswick. And he talks about what do you want? How bad do you want it? And how much are you willing to suffer? And it means you could want it so bad you're willing to take the L on it. And I don't think that's something what people talk about. Like we live in this magical fairy tale where everything works out. It doesn't. I just had a podcast with someone who sold their company and it was a shit show all the way up until the exit. And he had to let go of his dreams along the way that this thing is not going to be what he had envisioned it to be, but he's okay with that. And he's accepted it in his mind. And so that's what I'm trying to get people to think about, you know, think about, you're in it. If you're in a DEFCON situation, you're in it. You got to make decisions, right? But you have to go off a of gut and you can debrief later, but just start freaking making decisions, make calculated decisions, accept the consequences, right? But also, like you said, you have to believe that you're going to see it through because what the research says is if you don't believe you're going to succeed, it 100% increases your chances of failure. Yeah, it's... um it's a high speed high performance driving uh where you look is where you turn the car and so you know formula one drivers because they have mill moments to to respond to things they're always look uh, looking where they're going way up ahead of the road as opposed to people like me who look very very narrowly at where i am and and so you're you're 100 correct you have to you just have to believe, even if it is just like so against everything that you're facing, the data shows you. Um, I remember uh, a time when I was, this was my first marriage. I came home. I was really facing bankruptcy. I mean, I, I really did not see a way to get out of this. And I'd signed all these loans. And so my brain is going we're going to lose the house. We're going to do this. The company's going to fold and all that. And I and I had all these bills that I hadn't been able to pay. And I was getting phone calls and all that. I remember I came home and I was so down. I had little kids then. And my ex, you know, I sat down at the table. And I remember my ex-wife uh, grabbed me and took me outside. And she said, you need to get your shit together. I don't think she said that, but it was like that. She said, you need to get your shit together. You're sitting at this table. These kids expect their father to be here. And you're like crying, in, you know, in your soup. She said, it's going to work out. And I said, no, walk upstairs. Look at all these bills, you know, and, and we lost our five biggest customers and this and that. And she said, I don't care. 
it's going to work out just fine. And I said, we're going to go bankrupt. She said, I don't care. We're going to figure it out. Well, anyway, that was a long conversation. Very animated, as you can tell. But if I look back on it, I was grateful for her because she really arrested my thinking. She got me back to believing that somehow I would figure this out. Now, we did figure it out, but it was a complete shit show, Mike. So this is no fairy tale story where Bill magically just, you know, clicked his fingers and brought it around. This was hard as hell. There was, you know, scars and blood and, and it was not fun, not at all. But the core belief that my ex was giving me, kudos to her, was that no matter what happens, no matter what the data says, believe in your damn self, do your damn job, show up and execute, which is basically what she was telling me to do. So I'm grateful for that. And this is what we want. So let, let, let me just uh, asterisk here. What's a DEFCON situation? So the, the, our country has DEFCON. Maybe you know what it is, listeners. Maybe you don't. But what are we at now? DEFCON 1, you know, like the, the, the green zone or something. And DEFCON Red is when we're at nuclear war. And then we, we escalate. And, we, and the countries move between that maybe within our, our lifetimes. You know, um, there was, uh, for those of you who were alive, 9-11. I think we moved to DEFCON Orange or something. I mean, it was like, we weren't at nuclear war, but we thought we were going to be. And then there's been some other times. I don't remember what it was. Well, in your company, see, this is a thing. If you want a DEFCON tool, Mike can send you a DEFCON template because what you need to do is you need to say, okay, here's, we're at DEFCON Green. Revenue's going up, that, 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 that. Okay, we're going to move to DEFCON Yellow when this happens. Revenue drops 5%, expenses go up 10%, profitability drops 8%. This happens, this happens, this happens. We're moving to DEFCON yellow. When do we move to DEFCON orange? Define that. And then when do we move to DEFCON red? And, and you actually have this, this tool that sits there that you look at maybe once a year with your financial team or your financial advisor or your CPA or whatever, and you're thinking it through so that when you're in the DEFCON, you've pre-planned your actions and your activities so that you actually have, if this happens, then we do this. It's funny you bring this up, Bill, because I just had a coaching call with a client today and we ran through the same exercise. And one of the things I told him is you have to start rehearsing that stuff now because when it happens, you got to cut off your, uh, is it the monkey brain where you start thinking, you're doing too much thinking and you're just in it. Right. It's automatic. It feels super uncomfortable, but you're just you're doing it. You're executing the plan because you've already mapped it out. You've already done the rehearsals and now you're doing it automatic. And that's what I did when I quit my job. I ran every scenario of what I would have to do. I would probably have to liquidate this. I would do that. You know, uh, worst case scenario, maybe I have to get a job or something if I run out of cash before I can cash flow the business. And when I quit my job, I remember, Bill, it was like I think I was in shock, you know, that kind of hazy feeling, right? Like, what is going on? My world's getting blown up. And I just had to just execute that plan. Just execute that plan. And so for you all that are tuning in, you need a fucking plan, right? Because what you don't want to do is, and I know we said, go off the cuff, go off your gut, and go off your instinct. The difference between being a leader and a follower is leaders do their best to be two, three steps ahead, right? So they're already thinking about these things. Yep. I think this is important also, Mike, uh, uh, 
is we've talked about mindset. We've talked about the confident mind. We've talked about how champions think. And Mike, I think we definitely should uh, do a, just a, a, a special call on that because um, of my alphas, you know, alphas, uh, $10 million in revenue, 35 employees or more, and $10 million in net worth. Every one of them, matter of fact, uh, one of my alphas presented to the group today in our in our alpha call the benefits that he's gotten in the last 90 days from reading Confident Mind and having Nate Zinzer present at the January Tactical Advance. And this is an already proven leader. This is a combat proven leader, decorated leader, and this is a very successful business leader. And so you're like, oh, well, this guy must already have a confident mind. He must already think like a champion. Well, what we found out is they don't. And so I think we should do this special uh, 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 podcast just to address those. And then we can, you know, we can give uh, tools and maybe the re Nate's recording and all that to your listeners. Here's what I want to say. Your mindset when you're in a DEFCON situation is going to go into the, the worst case scenario future. This is where it's naturally going to go. I was thinking that we're going to go bankrupt. Everything seemed to point to that. All right. There's a couple of things to do here. One, Mike's got a great tool called the What's Next Decision Accelerator. And in it is what if the worst case happens, what happens? It's rarely death. And so you need to map that out so you have clarity that when this worst case scenario, Bill bankruptcy happens, Bill Watkins going bankrupt, then this is what's going to happen to Bill and his family and his businesses. And I did go through that. I didn't go through bankruptcy, but I went through the mental exercise with my attorney on what happens if I do go bankrupt. Mike, there's another thing. There's also an opportunity of this happening. Like if Bill goes bankrupt, what is the opportunity in there? Yeah? Rarely does bankruptcy end people's lives. Okay? And, and maybe there's another worst case scenario that you listeners are thinking of. So when we go through this what's next decision accelerator, we end up with what's the best thing that can happen out of this? What's the worst thing that can happen out of this? There's another thing. When you're in total DEFCON, uh, Mike, maybe you've had this in combat. You're not worried. Your brain is worried about two weeks from now, one month from now. What you need to do is get through the freaking day. You need to pay your bills. You need to reload your magazine. And you need to keep firing. You can't worry about, you know, what's going to happen in five hours. You need to worry about the next five minutes. And so get your team centered on this is what we're going to do today. This is what we said we were going to do yesterday. This is the results of it. And let's go forward. I also tell people short-term revenue, what's money you can go get right now? Long-term revenue. That's money you can get, you know, 30 days, 60 days, but start, you know, um, triage and start figuring it out. Start getting creative. We've all been there. And I was going to ask you this, Bill. You've been, Bill, if y'all haven't seen Bill, Bill's been around for like 150 years, right? Literally. He sat behind Jesus in the second grade. Um, and I but, shared the battlefield with Jesus in Normandy uh, when we landed uh, on the beach. But I was on with someone and they were like, man, it's been a hard few years for entrepreneurs. You know, on one end of the spectrum, Everybody's telling everybody, oh, it's so great. It's a great time to be an entrepreneur. But then you think about us in TLP, the Lions Pride, COVID, you know, then you come out of COVID 
and you roll it into this inflation inflation i just was remember one of my clients supply chain all, all that yeah one of my clients was getting jacked up on fuel because he had a trucking business and the price of fuel increased and it seems like and i'm not trying to be a pessimist right but there has seems like and maybe it's always this way but for a lot of entrepreneurs hey they're feeling like i get through this crisis now i'm in another one i get through this crisis now i'm making another one you know so i would love for you to close out by leaving our listeners with some uh words of encouragement well i just had this with uh two separate uh coaching calls today very successful ceos um different levels of development in their companies and different level of um of um of revenue and all that uh i always enter a coaching call and to to get myself ready i always say uh, hey, Mike, how are you coming to today's session on a scale of one to 10? One, I couldn't be worse. 10, I couldn't be better. I want, so I'm, I'm not your coach listeners, but I want you to wake up and ask yourself this. All right. Both of them gave me an answer. One told me they were a two. Another told me they were a three. Um, and, uh, and then I said, okay, give me some context behind that. I always want a little context. And what I found out was, you know, something acutely had happened and it really unsettled them. I said, uh, so let's imagine I'm talking to you, Mike. And I told them both this this morning. I said, listen, in our work together in the next 12 months, here's what I want to have. Here's what I want to happen. I want to have the exact same conversation one year from today. And I want the exact same thing to happen. And I want you to enter the call and I want to say, how are you doing on a scale of one to 10? The exact same thing has just happened and you say I'm a nine. Because here's what I want you to do, listeners. I want you to recognize this. What is going on with you right this second is not you. It is just part of your journey. You're awesome. You're talented. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. If you're a military veteran, you wouldn't have served our country with, with valor and honor. Um, and you wouldn't be here as a as a existing or a potential business owner if you weren't freaking awesome. If you have this belief that shit is not going to fall on you, you are dead wrong. So what you have to do, listener, Mike, what you have to do, what my coaching clients have to do is they have to let the shit come and they have to stay at their eight, their nine, their 10, because then they come to these situations at full power. Now, does that mean the situation is any easier? Absolutely not. But you're going to go home, Mike, to your beautiful girlfriend. You're going to go downstairs and get a coffee. You're going to uh, meet some friends. You're going to go to the boxing gym, Mike Stedman. And you know what? Life is going to be awesome, regardless of the fact that you lost your biggest customer. You're going to figure it out. This will pass. And we just have to hang in there today and keep moving on. The power, the power is coming to these situations with full power every freaking day. Regardless of how bad the situation is, you come to it at full power because you know that this is just a journey. It's just a journey. It's all going to be okay. Laugh at it. I, I remember one time in one of my worst situations, and it was a silly moment. You know, I'm a, I'm a Christian man and I, I, I looked up at sky like like heaven's up there, like God even knows I'm alive. And I said, is this all you got? <laughs> it's totally silly. 
But it gave me a little perspective. And of course, God doesn't do things to those people. And it's a whole theological discussion. We won't go there. But I was like, I'm bigger than this. I'm bigger than this. So, Mike, I just want to encourage your listeners to reach out to you. You have done that. dude. I could name five things where I saw you dive low. And it was your power, your inner power that brought you out of that messy situation. And here you are today with uh, beautiful coaching businesses, branding businesses, and so much excitement in front of your life. Well, I appreciate you, Bill. Again, uh, a lot of the content Bill has pushed my way is available to you all, right? Like we talked about, the What's Next Accelerator, the DEF CON plan, also those two books, uh, How Champions Think by Dr. Bob Rotella and The Confident Mind. And the power in reading this stuff is it lets you, like I was, I was always pushed back against like meditation, all that stuff. But the more I read, the more it gives me self-awareness and I can call stuff for what it is. Ah, that's that inner critic. You know, or that tingly feeling I'm getting before I do a CrossFit workout, that's natural, right? Like you should worry when you don't feel that that feeling. And so all these kind of things, right? It's great to read this content and then have a name for it, be able to describe these feelings. So check those books out. Uh, Bill, thanks for spending this time with us. I know you're back in the trenches, trenches cutting legs and amputating things to get these business owners working, uh, moving in the right direction. But uh, man, you added so much value to our listeners today. It's an honor to have you on. Thank you, Mike. An honor to serve uh, your listeners, honor to serve you, honor to serve alongside you, Mike, uh, as you impact and accelerate these listeners and, and those that reach directly out to you. And I will concur uh, or I will validate that Mike's the real deal, meaning if you reach out to Mike, you're going to get Mike and he is going to help you. So please don't sit out there passively. Uh, get get active. Uh, nothing is going to help you more than a third party coach or an advisor, or a chat with Mike, something like that. We're here, we're real people, doing real stuff, real experience, and we're eager to share it. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Bill. Dog Whistle Branding is brought to you by the team at Ironbound Media, where we provide no-fluff and high-impact brand strategy for veteran-known businesses. We believe that audio is the future of publishing, and we're committed to leading the movement for the veteran entrepreneurial community. You can learn more by visiting our website, ironboundmedia.com. This series is powered by the Lions Pride, a professional training and coaching company for badass founders. We serve mission-driven, high-performing small business owners with at-the-ready resources, battle-tested tools, and full-service support. We're proud to support veteran and other badass-owned businesses at every stage of growth. You can learn more and get more at thelionspride.com. Pride.com.